0: So the question is this, how can entrepreneurs like us remain profitable while having a lean physique, optimal focus, and incredible relationships? That's the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is Nate Palmer, and welcome to The Million Dollar Body. Hey, welcome back to The Million Dollar Body podcast, the intersection of physical and financial success. I'm Nate Palmer. If you're here, it's probably because you're a high performer, entrepreneur, or business owner that's interested in maximizing your physique, your finances, your physique, your finances, and your family time using fitness and nutrition as force multipliers in your life. If you're not a part of the Facebook community already, definitely go to n8trainingsystems.com/slash/group. That's where we stream these podcast episodes live. You can join in, ask questions. There's a ton of stuff, cool stuff happening in the group as well as a massive amount of free resources. Before we get started today, one of the things we like to do is give a shout out to the people accomplishing big things in the Million Dollar Body community. Today, I wanna shout out Rob. Rob has been crushing it in his workouts for the last several months, but it's only in the last couple months that he's really started dialing in the nutrition. So over over the past uh, six weeks, eight weeks, we've seen him drop about uh, 17-ish pounds, and he's just looking and feeling so much better by finally getting that nutrition dialed in, eating the right things at the right times, and um, creating energy in his life that enables him to burn fat when he's, working out, when he's sleeping, when he's walking, all the rest of the time. So congratulations, Rob, you're kicking ass. We love it, so good job. Today's episode's gonna be really fun because we've been getting a lot of questions in the in the community about workouts, okay? A lot of stuff revolving workouts. How much weight should I be lifting? What, what do rep, different rep schemes mean? Um, what like? How do I should I break? Can I break up my workout? Is it better to work out in the morning? Um, do I need to vary my workouts to see results? What pre workouts should I take? So I wanted to do like a workout Q and A right now. Okay. So if you have any other questions on workouts, feel free to go drop them in the group or just drop me a quick email at Nate at natetrainingsystems So um, first question is from Jose. Jose says I have a question about increasing weight. Let's say we go from a hundred pounds to one hundred and twenty five pounds bench at ten reps. Is it best to jump to 125, even though you can only do four reps and keep it that way until you can go up to 10 reps? Or is it better to increase slowly over time and gradually get to the 125? This is a great question. And I think it's really important to think about what your goal is. And then um, I wanna talk a little bit about rep ranges as well. Okay. So Jose's asking basically, if I, once I hit to a certain point where I can do 10 reps with a, with a specific amount of weight, is it better to do a big jump and reduce the reps until I can finally get more reps there? Or is it better to jump up slowly week after week and try to maintain the same reps? So first off, I want to also um, toss, toss on another question. So Emily had asked in the group, what do different rep ranges mean? What am I building? What am I doing if I'm, if I'm doing five reps? And is there a difference if I'm doing 12 reps? So I want to dive into that real quick and then come back to Jose's question because I think it's going to be really applicable here. So first and foremost, rep ranges are basically how many reps you're doing in a set. So a set is how many times you're going back to a specific exercise. And the reps is how many times you're doing the exercise within that set. So you can do obviously one rep all up to hundred reps if you're feeling crazy, but there's generally a kind of a, a specific rep range that we like to work in in terms of building muscle, creating a, like a strength in the body, and then getting results and getting our body to look like we work out, look like we lift. So, anytime, anytime we're doing between like a one rep to like a five rep, what we're working on there, especially if we're working on our maximum capacity, is we're working on strength. So, if you're doing anything like one to five reps, you're probably building strength more so than you're building muscle. Now, when you come to when it comes to about six reps to about twelve reps, fifteen reps kind of on the higher end of that. We're gonna be like that's a great place to to build muscle. Um, so that's where we're gonna be breaking down muscle tissue, and not to say you can't build strength there because obviously if you're going from ten reps at one hundred pounds to ten reps at one hundred and fifty pounds, you've built strength, but just not maximal strength. And that will contribute to maximal strength, but it's not gonna increase at the same rate as if all you were doing was doubles and triples of at the heaviest weight possible anything above 15 reps is kind of what we get into like a little bit more of a cardio or endurance rep range so great for cyclists great for people who are who are need a lot more endurance in the muscles need those type two slow twitch muscle fibers it's great um you can also get some muscle gain out of those higher rep ranges um like if you ever tried a 20 rep squat you'll know exactly what i'm talking about here it's very challenging and can can really build some muscle but for just kind of for our, like just a simplification, one to five reps strength, six to 12 reps, um, six to 15 reps, that's muscle building and 15 plus reps. That's going to be endurance. Okay. So that's what we're, that's what, like, when we are looking at our reps in our, in our workouts, that's what we're trying to do. The other thing is if you're if like, it's prescribed to do eight reps or 10 reps or something, and you get to the 10th rep and you're like, that was easy. I can still go. I can still do more. That means the weight you're using is probably not, uh, not enough. So I would just bump that weight up for the next set and try to hit try to get to the point where you're getting to the end of your your set and and struggling just a little bit but not losing form not tweaking your neck or shoulder to, to, to move that weight now go back to Jose's question Jose so should, is it better to go from a hundred pounds to a big jump and then like cut the reps until you can build them back up or is it better to increase incrementally for most people Jose when you are when you are doing it this way what I would prefer to see you do is, stay with that same rep range. So if, you're, if your program calls for sets of eight or 10 reps and that, that, that really, really like middle of the road muscle building range, what I would like you to do at that point is continue to hit those eight to 10 reps without, without really deviating or taking a massive drop in the, in the reps and build your weight up. So a, a better, better progression would be like, let's say you did a hundred pounds for 10 reps to keep it super simple. So next week I would love to see you do 105 pounds for 10 reps. Or maybe like you get, like maybe you do three sets of 10. So you're on like 100, 105, 105, for both for 10. And then on the third set of 105, you only get eight or nine reps. That's totally fine. And at that point, then you know, okay, next week, I'm gonna get all 30 of those reps, all, all my three by 10 done in that same rep range. So that's what we wanna do because most of the programs have a, have a, have a uh, specific goal, whether it's building muscle, building maximal strength, building endurance, building uh, capabilities in terms of like gymnastics or or anything like that. Um, I think I would also encourage you to not think about your workout program, your training program, as being a weight loss training program. They have a little bit of differences from a muscle building training program, but largely the biggest things that that we're doing on each program is going to be the same. The real big difference is going to come from our nutrition. So once again, I would stay work up slowly, keep the rep range about the same, so you're always in like in the exact zone that you're working in. Same as you're working like a, a like a three rep max, I wouldn't drop the weight and then do 12 reps. You're training something completely different. Um, Tony asked two things, Tony asked, does my protein powder expire? No, it does not. It'll sometimes lose efficacy or like concentration over a while, but it won't, it does not, it won't expire despite what the label says. It's totally fine. Um, and then he said, can I break up my workouts into two segments, i.e. half in the morning, half in the afternoon. this is a good question, especially if you're working at home or you're doing anything where it involves you, um, like, like maybe your maybe your day is just a little bit, not your own. You wake up in the morning, you only get a little bit done. Should you go back and, and finish it out? Uh, so in, in an ideal world, we would be doing all of our workout at once. That's the best possible option. And the reason for that is that when you're doing a workout all at once, by the end of the workout, you've gotten a lot more tired. You've burned through your, like the energy in your muscles called muscle glycogen. So your body's gonna be burning a higher percentage of fat at that time. And then also you've, you've already worked out some of the muscle fibers. So let's say in your workout, you have like a incline dumbbell bench press, you got chest flies, and at the end of the workout, you got some push-ups, some dips, and some triceps. Okay, so by the end of that, like that, though the workout, you're doing those last set, that last triple set of circuit, whatever it is, you've already really worked the chest. You've already really worked the arms. So those muscles should be fatigued, and we should be finalizing and breaking down some of like the, the last muscle fibers to get the best return on our investment. Now that being said, if you um, like, so we're kind of like almost like we've. Utilized our early workout as a buy-in to really get the most out of our last couple sets. Um, however, if you if you're getting if you get halfway done with your workout and you have to stop it for some reason, you got a Zoom call, you got family, kids crying, whatever else, then it's much better to go back later and and finish the workout out than to not do it. So, is it in an ideal world? Yeah, we do our workout all at once. in a in our in the real world, sometimes if you split it up, that's totally fine too. I wouldn't try to do this every single day. Um, and if so, if you're like, I do like a, I do like two 15 minute workouts or two 20 minute workouts, then we need to change your program to more accurately reflect that. Cause there's a way of, of programming that, like in that way, um, that's going to give you good, good return on investment from like a two a day from shorter workouts. So we want to make sure you're structured correctly there, but in a pinch, totally fine. Go right ahead. Uh, a question from Tina, Tina asked, Hey, do I need to vary my workouts to see results? I've heard a lot about muscle confusion and I'm not sure if that's real or not. Okay. This is a concept that a lot of us, a lot of us are curious about muscle confusion. Do we need to change it up to, to see results? And I think that like there's a common misconception about muscle confusion, and it stems from the idea of progressive overload. So the the real the truth of the matter is that you're you don't need to vary your exercises or your like you don't have to go from Peloton to a boot camp to CrossFit to bodybuilding to powerlifting to see results that's actually gonna be counterintuitive and it's going, to, it's going to create more issues than it solves. Um, on the flip side though, you do need to provide a change in the training stimulus to see results. And, but the, the interesting part about this is that a change in the training stimulus can be as simple as going back to Jose's question, adding five pounds to your dumbbell, your dumbbell press or your, or your curls or whatever else. So just by simply adding a little bit more weight or slowing down or creating a better rep, we're gonna get more out of that. We're gonna get more done than we did the previous time. So it's not all about varying the workouts, muscle confusion. It's all about progressive, um, progressive overload, progressive progress, and then consistently seeing and tracking that progress as you go from workout to workout. Making sure that you you know that like, hey, last week I did 30 pounds, this week I gotta do 35 pounds. So if you're not tracking your workouts, this is one way that you can you can start seeing amazing results way faster. And 90% of people who go into a gym are not tracking their workouts, they're just going on off a feel or what they did, what they think they did last time, or oh, I always bench 135, whatever that looks like. You can you can get some amazing gains if you just start tracking your workouts, and that's why. Um, in the million dollar body programs, I give you tracking sheets. And then once you go into that, that phase three maintenance, you have an app, you can track all your, your workouts, all your weights, everything in an app. So it's all saved for you on your phone. makes your life a lot easier. And that's just, it's just a better way to train. Utilize that technology, make sure it works for you. But in regard to varying your workouts, one week is plyos, the next week is, is core. Next week is cardio. Don't do that. That's a great way to stay, stay weak, stay, um, Without, without progress, because really in the first two weeks or so of your, of a brand new training program, you're adding in new exercises. The adaptations are not physical. They're not building muscle in the first two weeks. The adaptations are neurological. They're mental. So we build strength up by teaching our body the right movements, the right motor motor pathways. Um, similar to like, if you would to, if you never played golf before and someone took you out to a swing a golf club. It's not like you just got a lot stronger with your swing. It's just that you figured out the form. You figured out how to hold your hands and where to move things and how the, the arm goes across and how to rotate and what the toe is supposed to be doing. So that's what the first couple of weeks of a, a training program are for. And then from like week three to week six-ish, that's when we can start seeing great results physically. You can start actually building muscles, you can start um, seeing those weights go up because you are your form has gotten good and now we're relying more on the strength of your muscles to get the rest of the work done. So um, most of the time you want to be doing a, a program before you vary it up for at least, at least, at least four weeks. Um, some people do better on six weeks or eight week cycles too, but then you also got to factor in like, will you continue to do this? Or do you need a little bit of a, like a little bit of a change in order to keep from being bored? And the other thing is like, it, it's very easy to make a change of going from like a flat dumbbell bench press to an incline dumbbell bench press. You're still doing the similar, a similar motion. It's a similar movement pattern. It's a press but one of them is just changing the angle up. So going from a a chin, like a chin up grip on your pull downs or to a a wide grip or a single arm, things like that, where you're still doing the same pattern, but just changing up how exactly you do it. Those are some good ways to prevent injury, continue to see progress over time. But again, I would probably change those up on a four to eight week basis and not every single workout because you want to make sure that you are getting the feel for it, getting stronger and seeing that growth every single time you go to the gym. Um, another question from, from Ryan, um, snacks before workouts, what should I, what should I eat? Um, so this is a good question. And I think it comes down to a couple of different things. Number one, what's your goal? Are you trying to burn fat? Or are you trying to build muscle? Cause if you're trying to build muscle, then yeah, you should have something before you eat generally about 30 to 60 minutes before, before you go to your, your workout. Um, if you're trying to burn fat, I would, I would el- limit or try to eliminate snacking altogether. Snacking is just not a conducive habit to fat loss period. So that six meals per day type of thing is not, is not, is not great. Okay. So that's like number one, that's your goal or depends on your goal. Number two, it depends on your timing. If you're waking up and you're doing your workout at six in the morning, don't eat beforehand. Just try to just go right into it. You should have plenty of nutrition and nutrients in your system from dinner the previous day. So you don't need to eat, right? Right. Like first thing, because I don't want you to like wake up, have to eat, wait an hour, then work out. Then you're behind in your day. So, t- um, goal is matters and timing matters on this. But if you're like, if you're coming home, you're like coming home from work and you're headed to the gym and it's like five o'clock and you're like, well, it's too, too early for dinner, but I wanna to go to the gym. I would either do one of two things. Number one, I would have a small snack that can, that can fuel you up and it's, gonna, it's not going to cause you to digest a lot. So nothing super heavy, nothing you have to chew, no steaks, um, or I would just completely wait and then just have a bigger dinner. Those are my two options. And then for the pre-workout snack, pre-workout and post-workout nutrition should be roughly the same. Um, carbs and proteins, uh, like a one-to-one or one-to-two ratio, depending on your goals, protein, proteins to carbs. Um, if you're trying to build more muscle, more carbs. If you're trying to build, if you're trying to burn more fat, less carbs, but you still want some in there to help you recover from your workout. So with that all in mind, um, the, one of the best ones you can do is just like a, a protein shake. Super easy. You get some protein in there, throw a piece of fruit in or a scoop of oats, Those are just a great way to get some simple carbs. And then when you blend it all up, you're basically like using a blender as a digestion aid. So it digests some of the food for you. And that way, when you drink it, it doesn't take a lot for your body to actually put those calories and nutrients to work. Okay. So, and in this same vein, uh, one more question, something we've been talking about with um, Cam and some of the other guys in the Million Dollar Body Program is what pre-workout should I take? and to answer that question i would like to start off by telling you what pre workouts you should not take okay so first and foremost one way you can tell there's two ways that you can tell that pre workouts are hot garbage and one of those ways is if that pre workout has taurine in it t a u r i n e taurine is an amino acid it's similar to tryptophan taurine is a caffeine antagonist or it's a and it's a great supplement if you take it before bed, it's for relaxation, it's for unwinding. It's it's to it will it will counteract the effects of caffeine to a certain extent and it will slow you down, limit like feel make you feel a little bit more tired, relaxed, which is not what we want for a for a workout. But but so many places put taurine in because it's cheap and uh, most people don't know better. So I'm not sure if it's malevolent or if the scientists are not doing a good job with the research facilities, but taurine is a caffeine antagonist. If your pre workout has taurine in it, it's not ideal. Get rid of it. Okay. The second thing again we got to think about your goals. What do you want out of a pre-workout? So if you're going and doing like a Peloton, you're doing cardio, you're going on a rower, something like that, you don't need a stimulant a stimulant pre-workout. You don't want caffeine in there because caffeine is a vasoconstrictor. So it means that squeezes your blood vessel so it doesn't allow quite as much blood flow to move. Plus if you've ever done like had a energy drink or something like that before cardio, you know your heart rate just spikes and it just stays high. So you you are running a lot hotter, running a lot faster the entire time if, after a pre-workout. So, in the morning if you're training, you want a stimulant or something like that. Great, just have something with caffeine in it and no taurine. Um, for if you're training in the afternoon or you don't want a stimulant, if you're doing if you're doing a, like muscle building workouts but you don't really feel like you need something, someone to like be p- pouring um, c- caffeine or you know, like the stimulant from a while back was called DMAA. as was in like Jack 3D and a lot of these other a lot of these other brands. But basically, if you don't feel like you need that, then I really recommend a stim-free pre-workout. So the, really what we want to make sure that our, that our pre-workout has in it is um, citrulline malate or L-citrulline, another amino acid. It's really related to how much vasodilation you can get, how much of a pump you can get, how much more blood flow you can push to the, to the muscles that are being worked. And I think that's going to give you a really great return on your investment in terms of like how good you feel how good the workout is and even things like preventing injury because if you have more blood flow going to your shoulder the less of a chance you're going to hurt it on a shoulder press okay so that's why warming up is important as well so um i would say so i don't i don't want to tell you hey take this pre-workout but i want you to do your own research and i want you to say no to taurine and the other the other way you can tell that you like that you probably shouldn't take a supplement is the proprietary blends now some good supplements will have proprietary blends but all bad supplements have proprietary blends. And that's just a big way of that, of the supplement company giving you the middle finger and saying, listen, I don't care about you. I don't, I just want your money. I maybe put sawdust in here. Oh, Cause when you see a proprietary blend um, most of the time from what I've seen with people who are doing like independent third party research on these is they come back at completely underdose from what's on the label, because remember supplements don't have to be regulated by the FDA. No one's checking on these. They can say whatever they want about fat loss or muscle building or testosterone or horny goat weed. And people will buy them anyways, because that, that's what it says on the label. So watch out for taurine, watch out for proprietary blends. Um, and then if you want something that's really going to like make you feel awesome, then I would look for at least six grams of citrulline malate or L-citrulline in your pre-workout, okay? And then stim-free or or with stim, up, totally up to you. That's just a personal preference, okay? Um, but if you're like, oh, I just want a little bit of, like I just want a little bit of energy before my workout. I don't really need all the other stuff. I feel like a cup of coffee can be can be a great fit, a cup of green tea. Um, and then the, the the last question that I got regarding your workouts is, what should I, what should I do first? Cardio or weights? Okay. And I've addressed this question, I think on several other podcasts, we've talked a little bit more about this, but something I wanted to to just kind of clarify one more time. Okay. So basically here's the answer. What should you do first? Cardio first or weights first? And it depends on what you want, man, all these answers, right? Always depends. So if you have a lot of weight to lose, if you've got 60 plus pounds to lose, what you want to do first is cardio. And the reason for that is when you do cardio first, you elevate your heart rate, you burn a lot of calories, you, you get rid of a lot of uh, the muscle glycogen. Again, you get rid of like that, the, the, um, the energy in your muscle, so you can burn more fat. And then when you go to your workout, you're gonna be more tired, you're gonna have an elevated heart rate, and you're gonna burn more fat during that workout, okay? But when you're really trying to lose a lot of weight, like devoting almost like all your energy and, and intensity to, um, to, the, to the weight section is not as important as if you were trying to build muscle or trying to lose the last bit of fat. Okay. So if you have, if you have 40 or less pounds to lose, I would do cardio afterwards. Okay. So I would focus the majority of my energy and attention on the weightlifting aspect, because it's really like the, the things you train first in your, in your work workouts are what's going to improve the most. So we want to, we want to start off by putting our energy towards the harder things, the weight training. Okay. Um, because wait, uh, muscle is amazing. Muscle will help you regulate your metabolism It'll help you eat more food without, like without regret or without putting on pounds when you go on vacation. Uh, it helps you look great in a tank top. It's just all good. It helps you like keep your bones, bones, nice and dense. It protects your your body against injuries. It's awesome. So the more we can build muscle, which is very expensive, the better. So if you have 40 or less pounds to lose, or if you're in a muscle building phase, we got to do our, we got to do our weight training first and then our cardio afterwards. Um, and at that point, like you've already kind of, you've already worn yourself out. You're a little bit tired. So when you go to do the cardio, it's going to be a little uh, less, energetic, but you're gonna be burning a, a higher percentage of fat at that point as well. So hopefully that makes sense. Cardio before weights, if you have more weight to lose, weights before cardio, if you have less weight to lose, or if you're trying to build muscle. Um, and again, i are just kind of going back to like, how does our body, how does our body utilize, utilize our energy? And how do we get through, like, how do we make sure that our body is, is prioritizing the goal that we've set for it? So i uh, talk about this a lot, but like making sure that your, your goal matches up with your workout when matches up with your nutrition because if those things are not aligned or if your or if like your nutrition's way out of whack and your goals and your and your workouts are the same, you're not going to see results. So when we have all three of those things lined up and ready to roll, then you're going to start seeing some amazing results. And that's why a lot of people see some great results on the Million Dollar Body Program, even though there's less workouts. The workouts are only 20 minutes long at the start because it's everything, everything connects, everything is ideal, everything lines up. So you'll see amazing results, even if you haven't seen them from doing a keto diet, from doing intermittent fasting, from doing um, beach body, from doing uh, Atkins, any of these other things. So if you have any other questions about utilizing Million Dollar Body program to get some great results in dropping you know 40 or so pounds of fat over the next two months, um, please let me know. Uh, drop, us, drop us a note in the on the podcast, drop us a review or shoot me an email at Nate at nateatrainingsystems.com. I'd be happy to chat a little bit more with you there. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. And just remember, as you go through this week, you just can't be the man who never gives up. You just can't be the man who never gives up. It's a quote from Babe Ruth that I really like. And I want you to take that into the next week with you guys. Hope you have an amazing day. I'll talk to you very soon.